What up? What up? Welcome to Tell Me What You Know. This is episode number eight, I believe. Uh, today is Thursday, June the 20th. Uh, here, as always, with my co-host, Michael Pelliquin. How are you doing? Doing all right. Doing all right. Uh, it's been a long day. It has been a long day. It's kind of been a long, been a long few days. A long few days, and we're gearing up for some longer ones to come. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, a lot of work going on. Uh, we're both in the process of moving, actually. We've been... Michael's been kind enough to let me crash with him for the last few months after my move up here, and uh, the lease is running out end of next week, so we're also moving to the same building. <laughs> time time just runs out on you. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. So trying to get all that taken care of, got to get all the moving ready. You have movers coming on Monday, I think. I don't know when I'm going to be doing that, but I don't have too much stuff, yeah. just one really big bed. I love my plan of, of having the overlapping lease, and then the yeah. move out needs to be like Monday morning. Yeah. Like, God. Just gives you no time, screwed really. Screwed it up. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Um, yeah so that's exciting. Uh, new new digs coming up. Yeah, and what else? So what's on? What's happened this week? It's been kind of a whirlwind. I feel like Iran shot down a drone. That did happen. Uh, it's like uh, all all the sports ended last week. All the sports ended. Now there's nothing. <laughs> yeah. Women's World Cup. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, dominating. And the girls beat Thailand are they like 13 nothing. Are they just going to run away with it, or is there, are they approaching some, some team that's going to give them a go? Well, I, I think they played Sweden today, and I, I always thought Sweden was the second, you know, the, the one that would come close to beating the States, and I, I don't know what the final was. Uh, I can pull it up. We'll just do a little dead time here while I pull it up. Yeah, so USA beat Sweden 2-0 today, and oh, I thought real, that they... That's a real game. Yeah, it's a real game. I don't know. I... Uh, it looks like they're just going to run away with it. Yeah. Just win the whole thing again. Well, good. Yeah. Uh, I saw – it was funny. I saw uh, – there's a guy uh, – cut this part. It doesn't fucking matter. I was going to tell you how Big Cat had just had a baby. Today oh, yeah, And yeah, was yeah. in the hospital talking about uh, – is, is USA Women's minus one? Uh, is that a misprint? Like he's holding his new oh. – like his eight-hour-old baby <laughs> talking about betting, hammering, <laughs> hammering U.S. women's soccer <laughs> gambling. Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know. So we got the 4th of July coming up in a couple weeks. 4th of July, yeah. Uh, you're going on another golf trip this weekend. Yeah, I'm going to play uh, Baltusrol and yeah. Somerset Hills up in New Jersey. I'm very excited. Thank you, Connor, for the hookup. Yeah, I mean, like, you have a terminal disease or something. You're, like, hitting all these bucket I'm, list courses. I'm, like, going courses. on this bucket list th- this time. I know, how, how soon crazy. until you catch something horrible? Seriously. Like, <laughs> you're on uh, a roll right now. I'm, I didn't think of it that way. Maybe I yeah. need to do some more normal stuff. Yeah, retirement golf tour right now. Yeah. Pretty sweet. Yeah, no, I'm really excited. That'll be good. And I have these new golf clubs I still haven't hit yet. Yeah, you bought them like three weeks three ago. Three weeks ago, I still haven't hit them. Wow. I'm basically just going straight from uh, my last golf trip to my next golf trip. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, Sounds great to me. Get there a little early and get on the range and yeah, warm up a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, Let's jump into it, I let's guess. Let's do it. Michael, uh, I know you love this. I think. But tell me what you know about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> it's big. It is big. It's very big. Well, I've loved a lot of them. From the, I mean, I remember the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man was really good. But that wasn't – it like sort of shifted from there to become bigger than than just Spider-Man. Like, like when they set out to do Spider-Man, they, they didn't have this big uh, epic in mind. So uh, I don't even know if that movie is considered part of it. Because I think that was oh, like, like the Tobey Maguire one have been separate. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it started with Iron Man in two thousand eight. Okay, um, and I, maybe that was like in line with the 
when Disney was purchasing the rights to it and all that kind of thing. Yeah. So now they have this they, whole They were like, We've got this new asset, let's let's do this whole new thing. Right. They basically put all these names up on a blackboard and drew out a plan to make a trillion dollars yeah. over the next, you know, twelve years or yeah. something like that. It's so cheap. I honestly I the reason why I hate it is because it limits creativity <laughs> and right. every story is the exact same. When I said that Michael was a big fan, I knew he'd get a little saltiness it's, out of it at look, some point. Look, the movies are good, they're entertaining, but to say that they're like really advancing cinema is is false. Sure. Um, they're 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 doing something that they know they can they can sell well overseas, and <laughs> I don't give a shit about overseas dollars. I mean, they yeah. make movies for me. Right, and they have sold very well overseas. Yeah. There's uh, been 22 movies since that Iron Man in 2008. Uh, 23rd, the new Spider Man is coming out in about two weeks, I think, July mm-hmm. 2nd, um, and that'll be, you know, Peter Parker kind right. of taking over and and living in a in a post uh, Tony Stark world cuz he still has the new Tony Stark made suit like right the, so he's of... he's like and that was kind of, you know, that was his uh kind of his mentor you know yeah. he was he was very i guess that character in that MCU is was very they, yeah. they had a very strong bond odd there. bond i thought i just never thought that that Tony Stark would care at well, all well look about Tony it. Stark didn't seem like he would be one to care about anybody Right, for which sure. is why it's just odd. You saw a different side of him in the in, in Endgame, I think, though. With, yeah, well, uh, with his dad and and his kid and his yeah. wife and oh yeah, the dad scene for sure. The dad scene was pretty cool. Right, um, Roger Sterling, Roger Sterling. That's yeah. right. I was looking up. I, I, I obviously they've made tons of money. I was looking up actual numbers for these. Um, if we're talking just opening weekend, and I think this is just in the states for all twenty two movies, it is. Three trillion dollars, over three trillion dollars. What? Yeah, maybe that's worldwide. We're talking worldwide totals: nineteen trillion eight hundred sixty-three. No way. Sorry, I missed my commas. I'm really bad yeah. here. Billions, uh, billions, billions, yeah. and billions and billions. Don't cut this out. I want to be an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Leave this part in here. I can't read commas good. Um, <laughs> Fuck me. You got, yes. a, you got a 10-foot bed. I do have a 10-foot bed. And Marvel's made $19 trillion. 45 gazillion dollars. That's um, awesome. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a lot of three money. $3 billion. Sorry, opening weekend, $3 billion, with Endgame being yeah, Just opening weekend revenues of $3 billion. That's crazy. Yes. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Uh, and listen, we all know they make a ton of money on these movies. The real reason I'm bringing this is my topic for today, mm-hmm. is they're doing a re-release. Uh, June 28th, they're going to re-release in theaters this movie. For a money grab. So, uh, yeah, I think there's you know a, multi- a multi- multi-faceted approach here. Um, they want to beat Avatar, I would imagine. Yeah. I didn't realize Avatar re-released. They had a re-release as well. So I was looking at it. Uh, they're going to re-release on June 28th. They've said that there are going to be... Uh, there's a new deleted or not deleted scene, a new post credit scene, which okay. in the original there was no post credits, in the, which was supposed to be the end. Like there wasn't supposed to be a, right. a deleted scene or a, you know teaser scenes, yes. Easter egg scenes. So there's right, exactly. That's yeah. usually what they are for their next movie com- yeah. coming out or, or what have you. <clears throat> Excuse me. But there's gonna be a new post credit scene, and uh, from, from an article I saw, they said there's gonna be a few other tantalizing changes. So no, like uh, it's not an extended cut. Um, I'm not sure what those it's changes will changed. be. 
Yeah, I don't know, like huh. a choose-your-own-adventure or something. Anyway, new tantalizing changes. So, like I said, I didn't realize that Avatar had done a, uh, a re-release, um, but they only made $11 million in their re-release, and the Avengers would need to make around $45 million to catch them. And yeah, I guess that seems like a, a, that's a high number. Is it just a one weekend thing or one week thing? I how do re, do you know anything about? I don't know that much about re-releases other than just doing like um oh it's it's Halloween so we'll release Halloween again sure. or it's Titanic again you know whatever we'll we'll release it again. Celine Dion's birthday we'll, we'll do Titanic. Titanic yeah, right. uh, but I don't know if, if they would because I mean it's got to have some capacity and the movie theaters aren't going to be like hey like people have already seen this movie stop yeah. giving us this movie so. There's the money grab aspect. Mm-hmm. It also makes sense with the new Spider-Man coming out a week later, kind of gearing up for that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, refresher. Get them. You know, get their their Marvel juices flowing and get them mm-hmm. back in theaters and and that kind of thing. Um, have you seen most of these movies? You think? I mean, there's 22. I hadn't seen all of them. I've seen most, I think. But you I know, think there's, a, seen there's a more Thor than and uh, there's a Thor and Ant Man that, of course, have you know gotten have fallen through the cracks for me. Yeah. But, I would think I'm similar. Um, I never saw Black Panther either. I didn't see Black Panther either. We're bad people. We need to get to the theaters for that. Uh, yeah, I, I, but again, these are just movies that I know sort of. I, I know the core themes, so I don't feel I need to go see every movie, even if they do something creative to make it a little bit different. Right. It, it's the same type of storyline for me, uh, and it just doesn't do That's it for me anymore. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but like, take the Thor Ragnarok. Like, I thought that was really good because it was so different. Even though the themes were still fairly similar, uh, I, I enjoyed watching it. I might, I might really enjoy uh, Black Panther. Right. I, I don't know. I have, I have no opinion about it. I just, I just didn't go see it. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Yeah. Well, there's definitely people on the other end of the spectrum from you. In my theater, for example, that I had people crying at Tony Stark's funeral. In the in the theater, people were bawling out loud. I mean, not near me. I could hear them uh, across the theater. I know somebody that watched every one of them in the lead up to it, to to going to see Endgame. They watched every. What is all that? Is that like three full days of yeah. movies? Yeah, I don't almost. understand how they did it. Well, you take work off, I guess. Yeah. If you're watching that many movies, you probably don't have to go to work. I'm not sure this person was working. No, I'm kidding, of course. <laughs> kidding, of course. Um, thought it was interesting that the Incredible Hulk was in is in last place for they, they dollars a, generated. The Incredible Hulk to me was always a, they they always messed it up. They yeah. no one's done a good good one. Um, I thought the in-game version was kind of cool, where he's permanently stuck, somewhat permanently stuck in that form, but now has all of his capacities and I sort of like speak to, and everything. I sort of like that part too, but the movies where he's the core, he's the the main focus, like the Hulk movies, they don't they don't work very well. I'm not fully sure why, uh, but even like Edward, Edward Norton doing it, they they all just they were not good. Eric Bana doing it. They were never yeah. good. I don't know. Maybe he just—he's more of a, you know, support character. I don't know if he can carry his own film. What What I think is kind of hard about him is that um, a best friend's best friend. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I think what you're getting at though is that in Endgame, when he's he's Hulk and he's he's um, what's the character's name? David uh, Banner. David Banner. <laughs> no, Banner. It's uh, oh, was that? It's uh, not David Banner. That's the rapper. What's his name? David Banner. Banner. But yeah, it's something Banner. Banner. Yes. Br- uh, yes. Bruce Banner? Bruce Banner. Uh, uh, he has to be one or the other. And so what you liked in the end game was that he kind of got to be both at one time. And that was like always the thing with the Incredible Hulk. It was just, when is he going to go Hulk? 
And then he goes crazy, he kills everybody or whatever. Yeah. And then he comes back down and he's like, oh, I'm so sad I did that. Yeah. And it's just. It's, it's tiring. It's just so tiring. Yeah. 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 Um, and it's and it's and it's always constantly trying to fix himself while the other characters are not trying to fix himself. Like Spider-Man is not trying to not become Spider-Man anymore. Yeah. Yeah. He's like he, he for a long time was like looking for the 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 cure. Right. Cuz it cuz that would suck. It sucks, yeah. Nah, whatever. Fuck the Hulk. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean the you saw the the most recent one though. Did, did you have it spoiled before you went or were you able to uh, I had some of it spoiled, but yeah. I, it was more of like, even if somebody's spoiling didn't care it, enough to, yeah, I, I didn't care enough to like think it through that. Someone was like, and also hearing that, uh, you know, Thor's fat is not spoiling it to, to, for me. Right. The, the storylines are so complex and so complicated that you really have to see it to understand how it's put together. Yeah. Otherwise you might just get one thing and be like, what, why did that person make that decision? That doesn't make any sense. Right. And then you have to go really see it. I think, so to uh, me, but, but I am not one of those people that, that gets all fussy about sure. being told how things end and things, because you, the experience is watching it, knowing it doesn't really change anything for me. Yeah. I can watch a movie about like a movie, uh, the Longest Day. This is a throwback movie. It's, it's D-Day. Mm. Like, I, you know what's going to happen. I can watch Titanic. I know what's going to happen. I still kind of have this. Yeah, that's different. Those I are suspend actual disbelief. I know it's, fact, it's, it's actual it's, happenings. Yeah. But I, I can suspend disbelief in, in terms of I want more entertainment for my. So what do you think when somebody. Lizard, like, my lizard brain entertainment. I can turn it on. Right. What do you think about when somebody like LaShawn McCoy goes on Twitter and spoils it for everybody with his like three million followers? I think on the day that on the Thursday that it released, it's not cool for him to do that. Yeah, it's it, kind of fucked up, right? Yeah, it's it's also just so selfish. Yeah, because he yeah. knows the following he has, and, right? And he knows probably some of those people. He he could very easily just be like, saw it last night. It's really right. good. Everyone's right. gonna and then you know he doesn't need to spoil it for people. Yeah, he knew what he was doing. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah. All right. Um, this has been riveting. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was very interesting. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not bad. I, uh, I'm interested to see how it does. I don't know that it's going to catch James Cameron and Avatar. Forty million is a lot to come 40 million through. Is a lot. It'd have to go. Is it just? Uh, do you know if it's just in the United States? Or are they doing a national, uh, international release of that? I would imagine it would be. Why not do it? Well, I don't know. If it's worldwide, I think it could prob- yeah. probably catch forty-five million. I mean, the Incredible Hulk opening weekend only did fifty-five, and that was opening weekend for that one. Yeah, and this is trying to do. Oh, it's fine. Sure. Yeah, it's fine. Sorry. It's okay. Oh, no problem. No worries. How are you tonight? You got doing well? Doing good? No speaking. No. Well. Hola. 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 Cinco pisos y los más pesados. Cinco pisos. Uf. Y los más pesados. Y ahorita que me tengo que esperar hasta que se vayan los del cuatro porque tienen un party. Ah. Hasta qué hora? Hasta las once dice, pero ah, yeah. hasta las nueve. Oh. Suerte. Porque me <laughs> pagan hasta las diez. Bien. Bien. Bueno, hasta luego. Muchas gracias. Bien. Chao. Bye. We're not cutting that. Yeah, leave that part in there. Yeah. All you Latina ladies out there. Michael one knows Spanish. Yeah, what's up? Um, Michael two can sort of understand. Nod, laugh. Nod and laugh. Yeah. You get you laugh with it. You laugh J A J A. You laugh in Spanish. Ja 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 ja.
right. Uh, I don't even know where we were. We're on to my topic. Marvel okay. Universe. That's really interesting, though. So I chose a topic that I find interesting. It's kind of always in the news, really. Um, and I was listening to a uh, an NPR guy, Raz. You know, we're colleagues. We're both podcasters. Us and Guy Raz <laughs> and NPR, you know. Uh, and I, I really like the interviews he, he gave with these two guys. But, Michael, tell me what you know about Instagram. Uh, you know, I haven't posted on Instagram in like a year and a half. I've done a story recently. Yeah. Maybe over Memorial Day. But mm-hmm. I haven't. I was, my most recent post is a long time when, ago. When did you first join Instagram? I joined. I, I know exactly where I was. I was in Argentina. Uh, I was working for a company called TicTaps, developing mobile applications. And I just got my first iPhone. Hmm. Um, I had it. Uh, what year was this? Probably 2013. 2013. It launched in. It was in the App Store October 2010. So I can tell you because I can look. I think I, I'm pretty sure I made a post the day I got my phone. 2010, you said. That was when it first entered the oh, App March Store. March 5th, 2012. 2012. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that early. Yeah, 2012. Uh, yeah, I had I had uh, some expat mule me down an, an iPhone from the states, unlocked, and then I put in my SIM card Turn, down uh-huh. there, and just immediately felt a billion times richer. Did you post a lot of photos? Like, I don't. Uh, no, I mean I. Th- I've... I think the first time I really joined Instagram was uh, coming to visit you in Argentina, and yeah. I was like, oh, if I'm going to post good pictures, and then I posted one from Uruguay, and then I haven't really posted anything else. I uh, used to tell you how many. I mean, I probably maybe like. Not, I wouldn't say I've posted a hundred times. Maybe not. Probably not that many over yeah. seven years. Yeah. No. I mean, I do it mostly for to keep in touch with people's babies and shit. I mean, yeah. It's, that's what it is these days. And look at Instagram models. If they show up if they show my feed, I'll yeah, I'll take a look. Take a look. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, it was founded by Kevin Systrom and Mike Krieger. Okay. Uh, in 2010, and so what's interesting about this is that. It started as, as a different app. It started as an app called Bourbon. They were kind of teaching themselves how to code. They're both Stanford grads, smart guys, obviously. Uh, one of them was like working for Google. Uh, so though, I, I caveat this with, I'm sure they're smart guys, but everybody, everybody out there to me is like, oh, you went from Stanford to Google, like nobody really thinks you're super amazing. And then you go found something like this and then everyone realizes you're amazing. Anyways, right. founded Bourbon. Uh, it was like a check-in app, kind of like a Foursquare. Okay. So it was kind of competing in that space. And then uh, I think Kevin went to a, uh, like a meetup um, and met, met an uh, investor there. And the investor was like, I'll give you 50 grand to continue like, developing this. Um, and then he said he would give 50 grand and like, other people came in. So all of a sudden, they, it kind of got bid up. And Anderson Hor- Andreessen Horowitz, which is like a big investor... Uh, and this other guy put in 500k. Hmm. So just two guys. And so what I find interesting about at this point, and you can kind of go. I'm not going to do the full recap of this because I think you should go listen to the guy Raz interview with them. Yeah. But um, they put they had 500 grand and they had no idea what they were going to do at this time. They had this bourbon thing, mm-hmm. and then at this point they had to choose where they were going to pivot. And so they 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 noticed that the only people that were still using bourbon like with any consistency were only using the picture feature. So they're like, all right, well, something's going on with pictures. We should focus on that, and then we'll get rid of bourbon. So um, Kevin went down to – he took a, like, a little break, went to Mexico with his girlfriend, and 
he started messing around with um like he told her that we're gonna start mess we're, we're gonna focus more on pictures now and she's like oh i think that's a good idea uh i don't think i would ever post any pictures only because i don't take good pictures yeah. and uh the guy was like okay well i like the pictures you take like what do you mean you don't take good pictures and she's like well you don't i don't take good pictures like your friend tom or whatever and he's like oh well tom just uses a bunch of filters like mm. he's not actually a good photographer he just kind of so he's like, all right, I'll add filters into the into the app. That was a big thing. That was the main draw. That was the main draw. The bat, yeah, right? of filters. Yeah. Um, and and it really comes down to other things he said. He was like, I just we were trying to make people feel like they were good photographers, or they could take good pictures, or the picture they had to share was worth sharing. Right. So that I find really interesting, but um. I find it interesting that that they've just focused on. The feelings of it, they weren't like they didn't. They didn't add in things like, uh, you know, the, the the rule of thirds. Like try to put things. They didn't. Right. They, they didn't go that far with it. They just were literally trying to just make you feel like you were better than you yes. were. No, there was not a photography class. It was hey, take a shitty picture, throw the Clarendon filter on top of it, and you're good to I'm go. I'm a big Amaro filter guy. Amaro. Yeah. Well, another thing I find interesting about their launch was that they decided they were going to focus on pictures. They launched the App Store in October 2010. Mm-hmm. They had 25,000 users sign up in the first day. Like, I don't understand that really. From the standpoint of, if you and I were going to try to launch something, we should put it in the App Store. Maybe this was just the, the fact that the App Store was just smaller or different back then. Mm. But we're not getting 25,000 people to sign up on the first day. And there was 25,000 people that were from like Germany and Japan and other places. It wasn't like their friends all in California. Well, I mean, they, I would assume with that half a million dollars they got, they had some sort of marketing budget, right? I, they didn't go, I didn't know how much money they spent on marketing, but I don't think that they, I think they looked at that 500K as like, if we never spent a dollar and it was just basically to go towards like funding ourselves to continue living and working on this, that's what that money went for. They weren't, they weren't, maybe, maybe they were, figure out something to do uh, with, you know, oh, we need to buy ads or something. But like, one thing, so one thing they said about the, about the launch that they did do was Apple at that time would give you a hundred beta account users since that's changed. But back then there was only a hundred. So they, they kind of chose their initial beta testers pretty wisely. Yes. And they chose like tech writers and photographer photography people yeah so i think that they seeded it well they, they found a good niche to launch in yeah um and then these filters was like a really good addition that they added on top of it yeah i mean that and i think what you said about in 2010 the app store isn't what it is now I mean, yeah it's not it's, saturated with well like back then you could you could build the metro app that just told you when the train was coming and you could make a ton of money you because, could build an app that made you pretend like you were drinking a beer yeah. Or like a gun that you just tap the screen and it would fire. Yeah. 99 cents. Yeah, it's crazy. Things are a little bit different now. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So the company was founded in March 2010. It sold in September 2012 to Facebook. Yes. Billion dollars. Yes. March 2010 to September 2012, a billion dollars. They only had 13 employees. Yeah, 10 employees or something like that. I mean, that is just wild. That's pretty crazy. And, and you look at it now, and you're kind of like, man, you sort of undersold. 
Now, we know the world because it, Facebook did what they did for Instagram. But like Instagram, when I, I remember when it sold, it was growing like a fucking weed. And I look at it now and I'm kind of like, Facebook probably saw the writing on the wall that their user base was just getting older. Mm-hmm. And younger people don't really want to be on the same platform that the, their parents and grandparents are seeing them on. Yeah. So like 75% of all users on Instagram are under 35. It makes sense. I mean, what, and there's there, like, there are now, see, I don't even know. Or I feel me, like nine, 90% are, un, are under 35. Okay. 75% are between 18 and 24. Yeah, that makes sense for sure. Uh, I mean, and then there's, I, I don't even know. I'm sure there are apps now that, that I'm not even privy to that people are using in like high school and college that well, Snapchat kind of went on that same trajectory. Sure. Yeah. But, it, but, but, sure. but you're saying there's probably an app right now that you just don't know about. Well, yeah. I mean, there's like, uh, I don't, I never use it, but there's like kick and kick, stuff like yeah. that. Like, Hey, what's your kick? Like, yeah. Uh, I yeah. I don't no know idea what that means. Uh, people but, change their faces and do stupid stuff. Oh yeah. That's kind of what it is. Yeah. I don't know. I think uh, maybe it's like a, an anonymous messaging type yeah. thing where you can just be super skeezy or something. So, um, obviously, we know that Instagram's huge. Yeah. Got a lot of users, post pictures, the stories thing they kind of stole from Snapchat. It's big. It's Facebook, whatever. Well, I think it's interesting now to bring it up is because they're discussing the idea of removing the like button or at least removing the like number that you can see. What do you think that will have the effect on that it, as a social network? Uh, so YouTube recently did something similar to this. They They've, removed plays. They did not remove plays. They didn't remove uh, subscriber numbers. But what mm. they did is they've rounded them now, to where because for a while there, especially with uh, PewDiePie and another guy who uh, another a group who were, have been battling for the most subscriptions on YouTube. Period. Uh, there's like a there was a live YouTube subscriber count and content just turned into people watching those subscriber counts, which is uh-huh. just, it's, you know, it's not content. And anyway, um, no, that's, so that's really interesting. So they, and I kind of like this rounded aspect. Right. So if you had, you know, it, it was, if it was above a thousand, it would round to the closest hundred. So if it was below that, it'd be the exact number. You had, right. Right. You'd have 987 or you'd have 1.1 K. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> so they, they've, I need to read more about their, what their whole, you know, decision was for that their their mindset for doing it right yeah. but they've they've taken away the so now you know he has 97 million or 79 million subscribers or something he doesn't have 79 million eight hundred forty five thousand two hundred twenty one or something right like that, right so you, know? you can still kind of know the exact number you, yeah give it it's a bow. lot it's a lot it's a lot yeah um, but i wonder if you could go to some tiered system where it's like oh this picture is just Different color. It it changes right. different color. This well, is and I also thought like with their subscriber counts, I thought that it uh, knowing the the live count actually hurt them as well because let's say somebody was getting ready to hit three million subscribers, and they're watching the count and they you know getting ready to have a party and and celebrating that kind of thing. You have so many trolls out there who are like, oh, you know what? Let me go unsubscribe right now, <laughs> and they just do that just to ruin the thing. You know, so right. it's it's. Now there's right. that they've taken that away, and I'm sure people are going to have mixed opinions about it. Already have, uh, but I think it makes some sense. Anyway, well, so Instagram, you said they're taking the likes they're, away. They're, they're the going number? to they're going to experiment with taking away uh, the likes number, showing how many likes something is, has, 
Uh, and I think they are also experimenting with removing, showing how many followers somebody has. Uh, yeah, I'm wondering if they'll do something similar. Well, I guess with the followers, it's already like that. It's, you know, 1.4 million or something. Yeah. Um, with the likes. Is that just because people are getting too they're worried about the They're to... worried about the the mental health effects of what... Well, it's all bullshit. It's all fake. Right. Exactly. Fabricated pleasure anyway. Right. Uh, but so... I it, mean, I'm guilty of, of, of enjoying it, but it's... Everybody's going to enjoy it and use it and, yeah. you know, have access to it to some degree. But it's the people, especially, you know, younger people, I think, that they're not going to be able to make, totally make sense of, of what they're seeing or how they feel about what they're seeing, uh, being, you know, not invited to things or, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a big problem. I think, I think it absolutely is having an effect whether or not we say it is or not. Uh, it's a very visual thing and it's going to affect the brain. It's going to affect the way you think about things. Yeah, no, I agree completely. Um, especially for younger kids in high school and middle school, that kind of thing. That's a tough time. Well, I so, remember like when I was, uh, I, I, w- I wanted to take like, uh, take my invitations to my birthday party and give them out to people at school. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, you're not going to do that because you're going to hurt somebody's feelings. And I was right. like, well, I want them to know now that my party is this thing, and that kind of thing. And now it's like, okay, you're on Instagram. Uh, and everybody went to this, whatever, somebody's birthday party the weekend before and you weren't invited and that yeah. kind of thing. And I mean, pretty wh- brutal. what would you say to somebody that came up to you and were like, I don't like you cause you didn't like that photo I put. Uh, I, 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 I wouldn't be friends with joke. that person. Yeah, but I mean like, are you crazy? Like, I'm sorry. I just, I didn't fucking see it. Like, and also who gives a shit, but it's just, if, if, if it, if it means that much to him, I'll do it. But that it's unfortunate that people feel that way, you know? Well, you can have it the other way where people are like, oh, yeah, I might like Michael Brown a little bit more because he liked my photo. Oh, it's definitely a game to play with with people that you're interested in romantically for sure. Yeah, I mean, that I would assume. If you give me the time of day, I will like every single one of your pictures <laughs> retroactively. I also do the – have you ever done the thing where you'll be like kind of – you'll be pretty deep into somebody's – Instagram pictures that maybe you just met or you've been, you're talking to or mm-hmm. whatever, and uh, you accidentally like one I of them. <laughs> I haven't. So like from 2014 is a picture of them and their cousin or something. <laughs> the way I play it off, I just go and I like a ton of them around the same area. <laughs> I just can just really double down <laughs> on it. <laughs> well, just a prankster. What do you mean? I exactly. just I was just gonna do do everything. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, it does bring up a good point. Uh, if we had to go back to college right now, you'd be going into classes with with it's probably girls hmm. that had 10,000 people following them, 30,000 people, 50,000, 100,000. I mean, big followings that they feel like they're going to have a big head. Like, I'm, I am way better because I've got this following. Girls joining sororities. I think that is a, a criteria that they factor in now to whether or not they're going to allow you into the club. Like what your following is? Yeah. How big it is? Yeah. Come pledge. I mean, so when, when all this becomes KKG, inevitably obsolete in a, in five years, what are all these people going to do? I don't know. That have built built a career on I, I, this. I think they're on their social media clout. I, I honestly don't know because if it just went away do you, tomorrow, don't you think it, it's going to? All at some of your point? value just went away. Or do you think it's just gonna, it's just going to pivot or, or morph into well, something, the next well, thing? In some ways, we sort of saw this happen with Vine. Well, people from Vine have kind of turned into stars, a lot of them. They, it's true, but they sort of um, – it, it did sort of happen where they, they had to figure out what they had to do next. Yeah. They lost their platform. Yeah. They lost their followers. 
they they did have um they got a, a girl like Amanda Cerny has a mm-hmm. ton of followers now and I think you know Vine was a main source of or main platform that she used to grow her following right uh so she obviously was able to do it you know kick all these people over to another platform go to YouTube go to other places but uh but it sort of did happen to them um they had to figure out what to do next so I wonder if something similar would happen with with Instagram people and you know if that goes away some other thing can can sprout up that you probably couldn't um you know, predict, but something else would take its place. Yeah. It's a balance of power things. You know, people are going to channel this someplace. I just feel at some point people are going to wake up and, and realize that they're what are they putting, doing with putting a lot, well, we're putting a lot of value on people who, I mean, I don't, I, I need to think carefully of how I word this. Well, so but, I think, I think to what you're getting at, I think I've had similar ideas where I'm like, this is not valuable. A like on a Facebook thing is not, it's not valuable. But then I, I stop and I, I think in this day and age, we do put value on things. And the really, the only things that are valuable are things that everybody agrees are valuable. So if everyone wants to say, Hey, this Facebook post means engagement and means I'm better than you and I'm going to charge more for advertising, then it's valuable. And that sucks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know how else to put it, but it's just so, uh, it's so shallow. Well, it's just, I mean, engagement and growing an audience when you're contributing something of value is awesome. It's awesome. great. Yeah. I don't know. Like this podcast. <laughs> definitely today's episode. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I just, maybe I don't get it. Maybe I don't understand what the value they're bringing is. A lot of it's just, it seems like people just want to worship these people. I think it's just attention. I don't know what what the redeeming qualities are. Not that they need to be redeemed. I don't know what the qualities are that people see in them and they think, oh, uh, yes, I agree with what everything this person has to say. Yeah. And I'm going to fight anybody that does not agree with what this person has to say. They definitely have the ability to create like a tribe mentality. Oh my god, there's mo- uh, it's like it's, it's mo- Twitter mobs. It, it, it can be mobs. Did you see? Um, uh, who was it? It was Beyonce and Jay Z were sitting next to the uh, the owner's wife of the Warriors. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Was it the Warriors? Or was it the Raptors? Uh, I think it was the Warriors. I think it was in Oakland during the playoffs. Yeah, I think that's and, right. Uh, and and the the lady leaned over to Jay Z to ask if he wanted something to drink or something. And the Bayhive, the Beehive, Beyonce's <laughs> people. Like force this woman off of Instagram and off of Twitter just because she talked to Jay Z. Basically assaulted her online. Yeah, yeah. yeah they cyber bullied the shit out. Cyber bullied her. her. Yeah. And then it's, like you have people. Serena Williams when that happened. Grande's people. Ariana Grande. Taylor Swift. You see these people and you're like, oh, these are really wholesome acts, you know, like Beyonce and Taylor Swift and that kind of thing. And then they're following it. Just they've got muscle. Fuckers. They've got muscle with yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. They might. They're probably gonna find this. Bring it on. Bring it. Yeah. Come. Yes. Dare you. Taylor Swift fans. You know what? Bring Taylor Swift with you. Why not? Yeah. You know what? I hate all of you guys. Love Taylor <laughs> Swift. Love those people. I hate all of her followers. All of her followers. <laughs> uh, but no, it's it's certainly a very... Every day is something new. Like it's definitely changing in ways that we can't really predict. And um, it's... I don't wish it doesn't exist, but it's certainly I just do wish people would put put value in other things than just their Facebook pictures. And yeah, the, and in mean, the in the persona they feel they want to put out through this through this platform. I, I think that's honestly the next could be a, a very like valuable 
uh, problem to solve is the the tie that we have to social media and to our devices and that kind of thing. Figuring out a way to separate that to kind of re- some way to I mean other than just saying hey stop looking at your phone yeah. all the freaking time yeah. Uh, I mean I know a lot of the companies Apple and all of their introduced the screen time feature and stuff like that, but that's almost a competition for me. Like, Oh, I, I, yeah. I'm up 40% from last week. Let's see if we can top that yeah. next week. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to, it's something that I think that they know exists, but they haven't, they have, they, they these people in the back. Also, room. it's not gonna really I matter because in like 20 years, we're all going to have super tumors from all the 5g in the air anyway. So that's true. Yeah. I saw something today that was saying, uh, what were kids are developing horns. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, something about their heads are like constantly leaning down. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. So I will see an old person walking down the street basically at 90 degree angle and immediately will try and just be posture perfect for the rest of the day. Yeah. My posture is not great. No, it's – But yes, looking looking down at your phone, you get that like ridge in the neck. Oh, the back of the head. The back of the head is where they're saying that these horns are growing. I love how they – it's, oh, you're growing horns. Yeah. I mean, it's just stuff's changing. Stuff – it's changing. And then you got your five-year-old cousin who's got an iPad and an iPhone and <sighs> get off my lawn. Yeah, like you wonder <laughs> what they're going to be like when they're 15, 16. I just see the old man. 25. Yes, meme in my head right now. Yeah. <laughs> just about whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe we'll post an Instagram story about this podcast release. Yeah. It'll be our first Instagram release. Yeah. Follow it up on Podhatton Project. <laughs> Podhatton Project. That's right. The tripod. The tripod. Name to be determined. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about that for a second, I guess. I really love the Podhatton Project. <laughs> Maybe we'll put a Twitter poll out there, to, not to decide the name of it, but just decide just how bad the Podhatton Project, Project is. is. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. It's fucking great. Uh, Michael and I have started a sister podcast to this one. It's more of a, it's a little more serious, I guess. It's The idea is we're going to go through different tactics to try and grow a uh, podcast. It's still kind of the wild west in, in terms of what works when marketing podcasts and, and growing your audience. And I think we could, we could make a good bit of money just consulting with people about their analytics, their podcast analytics, yeah. understanding and, and coming up with real numbers is yeah. really hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I've yet to see much of like anything other than the, there's definitely leverageable audience out there. Um, people seem to know what podcasts are not everybody's listening so there's it's how do we convert that and how do we convert them to listening to what we want to listen to right um, and so that's what the, that's what we're going to explore on the, on the tripod uh, unfortunately I'm not sure we'll be able to stick with that name we might be able to it's the Podhatton Project <laughs> maybe we'll go with the Podhatton Project maybe we'll just murder Michael and <laughs> I don't know um, when I get on something but uh, when when that is released we'll make sure that you all know here as well um anything else uh, that's it yeah all right cool so <laughs> all right cool <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening as always we will see you all next week